Hi, this is Lori Rumback, head volleyball coach from Tiffin Calvert, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Stephan Adams, head coach of Finley High School, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Scott Garlock, head football coach of the Liberty Benton Eagles, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Josh McGrain from Arlington High School, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Judd Lutz, head football coach at Tiffin Columbian, and I just want to wish you guys a very merry, happy Christmas and a happy new year. It's time for a special edition of the NWO Orthopedic Sports Auto, live from the Fricker Studios. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM and 105.7 FM WFOB. The Sports Huddle is brought to you by NWO Orthopedics, Frickers, Warner Automotive, by Blanchard Valley Health System, Rotor Rotor, Big B Coffee, by Northwestern Water and Sewer, Wilson Tire, Grit, by MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Campus Poly by Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, and by Seneca Millwork, Five Star Maintenance, and the Ropey Corporation. Let the games begin. Now, let's go live to Lance and Matt from the Fricker Studios for the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Welcome on into this holiday edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle here from the Frickers Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you until 7.30 tonight. Thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday night for this Christmas edition of the show. Matt, how are you doing? Well, first of all, I'm doing great because I know in a few minutes I'm getting my Christmas present where I get to run the show once again for the third year in a row. And I promise this year I'm not going to run it into the ground. I promise. I, I I really feel good about it this year. You said that last <laughs> year. And I said it the year before, but this time I really mean it. So, <laughs> no, man, I, I'm excited. I love doing this show every year. This is one of the ones I look forward to the most. It's always a good time. We always have fun with it, and it, it's going to be good. We got we got an absolutely phenomenal show on deck for you guys. We're going to be talking some Christmas stuff. Got some great guests, maybe some guests that you wouldn't expect for the sports huddle because we're we're talking with Ben Pack, the band director from North Baltimore, and we're bringing the legend himself, Mister Dan Hartzell, the athletic director from Van Buren, in for the show today. So it, it's going to be a different sports huddle than we usually have, but man, it is going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. There's going to be a lot of laughs, maybe some tears, who knows, but at the bare minimum, we are going to be talking holiday stuff and man, I'll just, it it always gets me in the holiday spirit. So for, to start off for everyone out there, if you don't make it to the end a very happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy new year. We, we, we thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday night this Christmas week. So it's, it's just going to be fun. We got a great show on deck for you guys. As Matt alluded to on this edition of the show, we'll talk with Dan, Dan Hartzell, one of our former uh, coworkers here did work at the station here, did a color for uh, various basketball games. Also former coach at Heidelberg. Now the AD at Van Buren, previously at Columbian and Genoa. We'll talk with him in just a few minutes. We'll also talk with Ben Pack, the band director from North Baltimore Band, always one of the best in the area. It'll be fun to talk about what he does with them and some other 
Christmas-related things talking with uh, Ben Pack here in just a little bit. But we might not be physically at the Frickers in Finley, but stop in for their daily specials. Monday, boneless Frickin' Chicken Wings Day. Tuesday, Frickin' Chicken Wings Day. Tonight, get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday, their Frickin' Chicken Chunks. Kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. You can pick up from the carryout window, dine in, or get delivery through DoorDash. Those daily specials, though, are dine-in only. Download the Frickers app. Find them online at Frickers.com. And, Matt, there is uh, one thing I did want to touch on before we transition uh, to our guests for tonight, and it's uh, it's a very local thing, very near and dear to us, uh, with changes continuing for the Blanchard Valley Conference as last Friday, the BBC Governing Board announced they have dismissed Van Loo from the league for football only starting with the 2023 school year. The Wildcats, always one of, if not the smallest school, to have 11-man football year after year. They're Total number always right around 11. The latest OHSA enrollment numbers showed as of October of last year, they had 24 boys in grades 9, 10, and 11 that they used to uh, calculate those enrollment numbers. They've had 10 winless seasons over the last 26 years. They were charter members of the BBC way back in 1965. They can try and continue with football in the 11-man form as an independent, or they could drop down to do 8-man football, some other Northwest Ohio schools have done it over the last few years. Toledo Christian, Cardinal Stritch, and Danbury. But, uh, yeah, this, this seemed inevitable. It seemed like it was going to happen at some point, but it's uh, it's still uh, still a tough, t- tough thing to see. Yeah, I mean, it is inevitable, but – and you, you feel bad for the program. I, I, I know it's – I mean, I'm still shocked. I'm still shocked that they actually went through with it. That's that's my thing. I I understand the why. I understand the why. I understand the how. I understand all of that. It's just more the the fact that they did it. It's especially for a conference that is in so much transition, so many things in flux with them right now. To vote a charter member out just because they're in real down times. <sighs> Again, I get it. There's a player safety. There's a kid safety issue with them only having suited up 12 kids at different points throughout the football season this past year. But man, there's still part of me that feels like that's just a rough, rough beat for them. So it's, I get it. I do, but still, still shocked that it actually happened. It it is, it is a rough, rough thing, but it, it goes back to what it, what was previously uh, pitched. I don't know how many years ago it was, but Arcadia and Van Lue, they they need they need to combine. It's it now is officially the time. Yeah, it's it's well past time. I, honestly, I would have taken it a step further. I would have combined Arlington Van Lue, or I'm sorry, not Arlington, Arcadia Van Lue, and had they decided to stick around, I would have even thrown Corey Rawson in the mix. Just make up one big program out of those three, kind of thing, and it's. Would they have been more competitive then in football? Good possibility. Would they have would it have changed much for them football wise? Probably not. But just yeah, it's that one hurts. That 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 one hurts. I, we we make no secret. We very much enjoy the Van Lu community, the Klepfer family. They they're all good people. So this this one's a tough beat for them today. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, I will begrudgingly hand Matt the reins. And we will talk Yay. with Van Buren Athletic Director Dan Hartzell here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. 
It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of freaking chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show, and I've just heard that not all roofs are created equal. Is that true? That is true, Dawn. It's solely dependent on the people installing it. Hi, folks. This is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. We're a family-owned company that's been in business since 1936. We're a full-service roofing contractor that have been working on both residential and commercial roofs. So no matter what type of roof you want, we have the expertise and the crews needed to install and maintain your roof for years to come. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no-obligation inspection and quote today. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. And by the caring employees of the Ropey Corporation. Hi, this is Tom Loomis, boys head basketball coach at Foster High School. Just want to take a moment to wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a safe and healthy holiday season. Hi, this is Ty Traxler, head coach of the Elmwood Royals boys basketball team, wishing you and your families a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, this is Roger Jury, head coach at Hobo Loudon. I'd like to wish both you and yours a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi. This is Jamie Young, head boys basketball coach at Cary High School, wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Go Devils! Hi, this is Mark Bunn, head boys basketball coach at Van Buren Black Knights, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome back on into the NWO Orthopedic Sports Subtle Holiday Spectacular on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. Matt Cotman alongside Lance Morris. I'm in charge for reasons that make no sense. I guess it's just my Christmas present this year once again for the holiday special. And right now we are so pleased to be joined by the current athletic director at Van Buren High School. My good friend, sometimes my mortal nemesis, and occasionally my former partner in crime on air, Mr. Dan Hartzell. Dan, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Well, thanks for having me, Matt and Lance. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I miss those good old days doing some some uh, color commentary there with you, Matt. Yeah, no, we, we, we had some fun ones. We, we had a few fun ones over the years. It, it was a good time. So de- definitely needed to make sure that we got that out there before. We started the hard-hitting questions, you know, like, how are you? And how's everything been going? You need to let people know that there's history here. 
way back in the day, many, many moons ago. Yeah, very, very true. Very but, true. Um, in, in all sincerity, since you've taken over at AD, as AD at Van Buren, once again, congratulations on that. Since this is the first time on air we've gotten to speak with you about since that's occurred, uh, how have things been going with the slow and methodical Hartzell takeover of Van Buren? Well, slow is, is actually my best speed. Um, methodical is a word that I don't <laughs> spell or use. So um, actually, things have been going wonderful here. Um, it's a great community. We have great student athletes, um, wonderful coaches that, that lead for the right reasons. Um, and it's just been it's just been a great transition for me going from a, uh, you know, large school like Tiffin Columbian and then and then coming to Van Buren. And I think um, for my psyche, I've always really enjoyed you know, small school athletics. And, and I think, um, and then, you know, school colors being black and orange, Matt, we all remember how stunning I looked in those colors. So um, majestic. I wouldn't even say stunning, just majestic in those colors. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so since Matt acts, asked a normal question, I'll continue <clears throat> with the normal questions uh, in your first year at AD at Van Buren. A lot of transition with uh, with the athletic department as well. New head football coach, new boys and girls basketball coaches. So, what has that part been like uh, already? Just in your first few months at Van Buren. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a, a whirlwind, at least with the the boys and the girls basketball positions. Um, you know, football coach Henry uh, was hired before. Um, Justin Slaughterback left, who was the former AD, and he's now at Otsego. And I want to say he has been phenomenal with me in this transition. You know, everybody, you always hope to um, leave it better than you found it. And uh, I found it in great shape, very well organized. Um, things were, policies, procedures were put in place great. Um, the boys' basketball position was was a little strenuous because we really didn't have um, that many, as many applicants as I thought we would have for a school that's been rich in, in basketball tradition like Van Buren. Um, you know, we had seven and I would say two, three with varsity experience. Um, and so that kind of narrowed it down and, uh, we made a recommendation and, and it wasn't, uh, very well favored and, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, um, coach Bunn, who is our girls volleyball coach who is a phenomenal leader um an exceptional person a great man excellent father excellent husband uh great colleague <clears throat> he, you know he stepped in um he's always wanted to be a head basketball coach uh having years of experience at the freshman and jv level um at columbus grove and and here at van buren um and and so he's really fit into that role and really kind of started to slowly and surely change the, the culture and the way we do, uh, the way we play basketball here at Van Buren. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was tough to replace uh, Carly Klum, uh, who resigned mid-September from the girls' position after they went 20-4 and four last year. Uh, that, you know, that's, that's always tough to find a coach mid-September, but uh, she had an exceptional assistant on staff in Jaden Tabler, who, um, again, we didn't have many applicants for the position, um, and and we wanted to, you know, keep it. He, he fits the bill. He's young. He's energetic. Um, 
He is Van Buren through and through. He wants to be here a long time. He's a constant learner. Um, for me personally, I really enjoy it because he likes to come in the office and we talk basketball, um, which my wife and daughter walk away from me when I start busting out <laughs> napkins and writing down plays. And cause I still love, you know, the game and what it's provided me in my life. And, um, and so he, he's been a great fit. The girls have really, uh, you know, they've already knew him since he was on the staff for the last few years. Uh, but he's really embraced what it means to be the head coach and overseeing like all the facets of, you know, the middle school programs and, and uh, the elementary programs. And then, and then really getting in the girls to buy into, you know, what a, what a high school girls basketball program should look like. And, um, you know, I'm pleased with, with actually, I didn't hire coach Henry, but I'm extremely pleased with all three of those, uh, people that are leading our student athletes, because I think, again, I said all of our coaches here do it for the right reason. And, and those three are prime examples of it. And we try to urge that, you know, that our success isn't measures measured in the wins and loss column. And, and, um, you know, obviously you have to look at that sometimes, but, but that's not the key ingredient of what we like. And um, I know that I've got, those three leading our charges and they don't, they don't do it for the income. They do it for the outcome. And I think that's, that's a big step forward here. Talking with athletic director from Van Buren, Dan Hartzell here on the NWO orthopedic sports huddle from the Fricker studios, holiday spectacular edition here on classic hits, 96, seven WBVI and ESPN, 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. And uh, Dan, first of all, I appreciate you not name dropping me as a, uh, potential candidate because i will say for lance and myself there was serious internal discussion about having me apply for every coaching position that came up at van buren when we heard that there are positions available and that you had taken over i don't well, think the school could have handled both of us being there but i i just want to let you know there was serious serious discussion about it yeah and i think there's something in the hancock county bylaws with that too um <laughs> i wasn't 100 sure but uh you know, and I, I had somebody forward me your resume and, um, you know, taking taking the uh, the Browns to the Super Bowl in Madden 19 <laughs> doesn't really, uh, you know, go too well because, you know, it lets you make any trade you want on there. So I'm sure that, you probably stacked everything in your favor. But Hugh Jackson was still the co- You know what? That's not important. That's not, that's not important. <laughs> Well, I thought it was good on the resume, but that's not important. Well, I will say this. It was probably better than what I sent uh, Coach Scott Donaldson at Heidelberg University when he had an offensive coordinator opening. Um, <laughs> I had sent in, and I'll show my age, that I had taken uh, the Kansas City Chiefs to the Tecmo Bowl um, on my Nintendo several times. So uh, with Christian Akoya, who would run through everybody, but, um, you know, I, for some reason, I didn't get that job either, but, uh, you know. I, I mean, look, before I get to my actual question, let's just address the elephant in the room here. That's actually kind of impressive because Tecmo Bowl, if you can beat Bo Jackson-led Raiders, you probably deserve some type of coaching position in the real world. That's I mean. Exactly the thought process that I had as well. <laughs> he, was, he was practically a cheat code in and of himself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, you know, since we are on the subject a little bit of Heidelberg, I, I am kind of curious your thoughts because you have moved a lot through Northwest Ohio 
in terms of the sports side, the administration side. Uh, what are some of the things that you're seeing in Northwest Ohio high school collegiate level that really seem to be changing for the better? Because it really seems like after several, several years of this region not getting a lot of credit and a lot of respect by like the statewide media and just statewide in general, that 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 seems to be shifting. It may be slow, but it seems to be shifting. What are your thoughts on that? I think it, I think it starts with the people up front. You know, um, you've got Northwest Ohio, and I talk, um, you know, in the, looking at beat like BBC boys basketball, girls basketball, um, the Sandusky Bay Conference, where I just came from, which is just a, a huge conference, you know, with the three divisions. And you you look at the people that are in the leadership positions, and it's it's all about doing it the right way. And I've been, I was in my last six years, well, this year included, um, and you're right, Matt, I, I feel like I bounced around and I'm normally not that guy. Prior to the last six years, I, I held literally three jobs in my life, you know, and uh, two of them were at Heidelberg as a basketball coach and golf coach. And then I worked as an engineer, you know, prior to getting to Heidelberg. And um, I just look at the people that are in those positions and it's, it's like, they are, they are leading the right way. And I, I was blessed at Genoa um, with the coaches as an athletic director there when I left Heidelberg to be blessed with boys basketball and, and uh, Zach Alt, who had a great class, the wrestling program, Bob, Bob Bergman, who uh, does it probably better than anyone else I've ever been around. And uh, last night they just had a, a Santa versus Grinch uh, match in between their contest with Elmwood, which was awesome. Um, but you, you look at those people and, and, you know, Genoa, again, Genoa football, Paul Patterson, um, Tiffin Columbian, you got a man that, that does it the right way that leads the football program. And that's Judd Lutz. Um, and Travis Kin with the boys basketball side, those, those guys, they're going to teach you the game that they coach passionately, enthusiastically, and then they're going to teach you the life lessons that you're not going to get in the classroom. So I think the shift comes from those who are leading. Um, and I'm seeing more of a trend like back towards that old school way. You know, um, our responsibility as coaches are to teach kids accountability, responsibility, you know, communication skills. Um, you know, hopefully you instill some toughness. And um, I think those guys are going going about it the right way. And I think that's kind of where the shift is at. I'm not saying that the people that were before, but I think the shift is there. And then I also think that as, you know, we continue to progress in the social media world, so many kids are getting so many looks, whether Twitter, Instagram, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, you know, huddle, the NFHS network that broadcasts the game. It's just, it's crazy the amount of exposure that kids can can get and, and market themselves. Um, so I think that's where the shift is from Northwest Ohio. You mentioned social media, so it leads me to an easy transition, and this is not a super-duper serious question. Night Ranger. It feels like you're at a Night Ranger concert like once a week, if not more than that. <laughs> what, what What is it about Night Ranger that you just – see them as often as it's seemingly humanly possible. Well, yeah. First off, I want the world to know that Night Ranger is more than just a song, Sister Christian, um, because that's what everybody 
thinks of when they yes. hear that. Now it is it is a great song. I will I will not I will not you know bemoan that at all. Um, but I will say so. Night Ranger was brought into my life by one of my best friends, um, Jim Fat Dog Wagamuth, who graduated from Bettsville. And uh, remember, Bettsville was uh, you know tall, small, tight knit community. Um, my graduating class was 12 people and I was top 10 academically. Um, no laughs there. That was a pretty good no, one. I, was pretty I, good. I, I had it. It, it had to register for yeah, a second. Could, yeah, it took, it took a moment. So, so back in the, the, and I'll show my age in the, in the mid eighties is when, you know, night early eighties is when night ranger came out and their number one, you know, their first single was don't tell me you love me and it had a it just had a great vibe good guitar lick and and that's what i grew up with you know my brother was a huge van halen fan and and i wanted to do anything that my brother did and and that's what i registered to and something about night ranger with their their dual guitarists their catchy lyrics um just songs that make you want to sing with them and then i got to watch them I've seen him almost 40 times um, and we've got to know through a Facebook group, this it's called fans in motion. And we've got to know people that this is their favorite band as well, where I thought I was just, you know, I, I should have liked the, the Van Halen's and the Led Zeppelin's, you know, and the Rolling Stones and all those guys. And I'm like, I don't want to tell people that my favorite band is sings a ballad, you, you know, <laughs> But uh, but they're awesome in concert. They put on a great show. Um, they they always look like they're having fun, and, and they've been together. You know, this is their 40th anniversary for the three three original members. And uh, the cool thing is, is it's taken my wife, um, who we just celebrated our 25th this past June. Um, We've been together 31 years. It's taken her about 25 years to come along with me and her bucket list this past year. Uh, I shouldn't say bucket list because that sounds like she's on her way out, um, which I plan to up her contract with me on Christmas <laughs> day. Um, she, her, her new year's resolution was to hit uh, a concert each month. So it's, it's been awesome to have her and, and not my, to hold friends that go to the concerts with me and she's beside me there singing and she's knowing the songs and um and then on top of that we do it to just uh annoy my daughter because i think that's what parenting is all about oh well first of all i gotta say night ranger is a national treasure and needs to be protected at all costs agreed because what what when your first two albums are Dawn Patrol and then Midnight Madness, it's you you gotta you gotta respect it. You have to respect it. So I, I'm gonna have you play a difficult game here. Okay. With with my next question, because I was gonna start doing the holiday questions, but we we gotta answer this first. Okay. You mentioned "Don't Tell Me You Love Me," but here's the real question: Which is the greater hype up song? Don't tell me you love me or rock in America. Well, that's, that's a difficult one. And I, I, um, so the last few concerts that we've been to, um, they've opened with, um, you can still rock in America. And I think that gets everyone going. Um, I, I gotta go with, 
you know, probably don't tell me you love me because that just that's the first one. Um, and now I'll get off a little bit. I've been to I, I was blessed uh, years ago, five years ago. They did their 35th anniversary tour where they played those two albums back to back in their entirety. And my wife and I drove to uh, Waukegan, Illinois, and they played Dawn Patrol, all the songs and played a few songs acoustically in the middle, some damn Yankees, because that's what Jack Blades, their bassist, was one of the lead singers with that. And then they played Midnight Madness its entirety. The only concert that I've seen that's been better than that was when I took my daughter to go see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. So, yeah, I, I don't have a good rebuttal for that. That's that is <laughs> no, a, no that but is I will say my concert. my favorite Night Ranger song is is uh, when you close your eyes. Do you do you dream about me? You know, Ooh. so um, not in an egotistical way, but it's just a great song. It's got catchy lyrics and um, and Brad Gillis, their lead guitarist is you know who was with ozzy um it's just phenomenal and to watch him do what he does just blows your mind away <laughs> well to be fair it may not be egotistical but if your wife does renew the contract on christmas day it can be a little egotistical then. <laughs> yes if at, is at a, that point if is a good word last year I, I made her sign in pen so that was the first year you know last <laughs> year was pencil and it had me worried so Talking with Van Buren Athletic Director Dan Hartzell on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle Holiday Spectacular here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB from the Frickers Studios. And Dan, we, we could we could talk Night Ranger. We could talk a million and a half things for hours and hours and hours on end. But this is technically a Christmas show and a holiday show. Yeah. So I, I I will ask in your time at Van Buren, have you seen any like community holiday traditions or at the school or at the 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 teams themselves a holiday traditions that really stand out to you so far? Well, I think um, not not I wouldn't say you know I would say yeah yes uh, very service oriented. Um, our boys basketball team worked with the uh, Salvation Army last week. Um, and I think it's not so much something they've done in the past, but it's it's a great tradition that I think is going to keep going in or make it into a tradition. Um, and our our boys, you know, anytime we can give back, I think that's the great one of the best life lessons that we can teach our kids here. But um, they did something new yesterday was our last day of, of school and uh, they called it a Winterfest day. Um and, and did some really cool things. They took uh, groups of kids to the cube to go ice skating, um, you know, had like some gingerbread uh, house making challenges and just did a bunch of different things with the kids because, you know, I think from the academic side here, Van Buren is extremely uh, very good at what they do academically. Uh, but I also think one of the importance of, of, public schooling is, you know, teaching them the social aspects of life. And uh, I thought that winter, doing that Winterfest day yesterday, um, you know, really helped accentuate, kind of get the kids into the the holiday spirit. And um, so, yeah, you know, other than that, I'm really watching uh, our high school principal, Kevin Schaup, which was our, one of our former football coaches, walk around in his red and white holiday suit was, was really good. And uh, the keys that he wears jingles, you know, so kind of jingle bellish, but um, 
it was definitely a great day for the, the kids yesterday. And I know there were, there were a lot of them were like, oh, why did we come to school if we really didn't, you know, sit in classes all day? And I'm thinking, well, wait till you be 50 and you're going to sit back and say, God, do you remember Winterfest? That was a great day. You know, it, it just, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to come in here and let's let's give a little World War II lesson and let's go. You know, I'm all for that and the, the history. And But, uh, you know, I think what they did yesterday was just a great example of, of mind, body, spirit, you know, for the students. So, so with how much you're talking about in a positive light, I'm assuming you won the gingerbread decoration challenge. You know what? I did not. Um, I don't want to say that the voters were potentially swayed, but let's just say that certain people's gumdrops were being eaten prior to judging. So I think that the sugar rush uh, might have had something to do with that, where I was more locked down guarding my my house. Ah, that'll happen. That, yes, that, that happens sometimes. I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Nobody touches my candy. So um, that's just a rule here. Um, and we're going to keep that rule. It's a good rule. I, I support it. Thank you. <laughs> but continuing with our uh, Christmas uh, Christmas questions. Um, so let's uh, let's transition uh, movies. What were what are some of your favorite uh, Christmas movies? You know, um, Die Hard. Thank yes, that's two. <laughs> Me and Dan, um, but that's two. That's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, even though I've seen clips of Bruce Willis saying it's not a, a Christmas movie, um, I, I disagree with it. You know. Um, I think it's a great movie. It's one that my daughter and I have watched probably for the last seven or eight years, um, on Christmas Eve. Um, and I don't know when this will be aired, but I bought her an ornament this year and it's of, of, uh, John McClane in the duck work holding up his lighter and it lights up and it goes on your Christmas tree. So, um, and all I think about is him saying, yeah, come out to the coast, have a good time. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, Die Hard. I love Die Hard. I can watch Christmas Story probably once, uh, even though I think it's like replayed all the time. And then obviously Christmas Vacation. Um, and then I have to, for me, my my wife or daughter will not watch it. I have to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas because I think that uh, is probably one of the best holiday messages out there. You know what? This is why I like you, Hartzell. This is just this. That whole list is exactly why I like you. Because um, for first, let, let's let's address the obvious one of Die Hard being a Christmas. It, it's got holiday cheer. It's got Christmas music in it. Yep. There is presents. There is a party. Yep. You have Bruce Willis welcoming people to the party. And a guy that looks like Huey Lewis in the news working the, the register when they first come in. Very, very solid. Yep. And more importantly, at the end of it, what Christmas isn't complete without Alan Rickman being thrown from a tower in L.A.? 100%. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. It's, I, I I stand at that. In fact, if that's a hill I have to die on, I will die on that hill. I yeah, mean, Right there behind you. I have it, your six. It's, it's not Christmas for me nope. until Alan Rickman is free falling from Nakatomi Plaza. It's yep. just... As simple as that, but I, I <laughs> now, now you got me going on it because Charlie Brown Christmas, I got to tell you, that's actually one of my 
all-time favorite ones as well. So I'm going to ask you a bit of a two-parter here. Okay. With this. Number one, what is it that you, about that one in particular that you think has had so much staying power? And number two, your thoughts on Apple trying to like gatekeep it behind their Apple TV plus services. Um, well, first, first of all, I, I think for me with why that just is one of the, the best, it's just the simple message. It's like, I'm not going to get all religiously, you know, religiously and, and, you know, we need to do this or that. And, and, uh, but I think it just, to me, again, I grew up, you know, very small community, very tight knit. Um, I have some friends that, that, um, you know, mean the world to me. And uh, it just, it, it's like, they would give you the shirt off their back without any questions asked. And it's why we're put on this earth is to serve. And I think that message comes, comes true. And there's a bigger meaning than just the, the commercialization of everything, you know, even though don't get me wrong, I love uh, nothing better being a parent watching your kid open up a present and it's exactly what she's, she wanted, you know, it's exactly what she, she might not have been able to buy herself or, you know, uh, thought mom and dad didn't get it. And we brought her out that I can, that brings always brings a smile to my face, but um, there's just something about that. We're here for a bigger reason. And Christmas isn't about the gifts and, and everything like that. It's being around the people you love. And then for me, I guess the second part of that, I, I get sick of the Apple pluses, the Peacock plus and this and, you know, Netflix and this and that. I just want to watch it. You know, just let me watch it. Don't try and keep it to yourself. Um, and I think a lot of younger kids need to watch that because it is a great message. And again, I'll go on the soapbox and cartoons aren't what they used to be and blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> you know, but um Eventually, unfortunately, a lot of it comes down to the mighty dollar and, and it is what it is. Uh, so real, real quick on the side, uh, Lance, yeah. um, very important. We might need to change the name of our podcast considering <laughs> Dan Hartzell just said that he's sick and tired of all the pluses that are out there. Uh, uh, actually, I, I wondered why it was like the holiday. What is, would you call it? The holiday uh, holiday spectacular. I don't know why the holiday bonanza wasn't used. God, yo, where were you in the prep meetings? <laughs> Uh, I was legal issues. (laughs) Holiday Bonanza does sound so much better. (laughs) Holiday Ponderosa. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The the holiday sizzler at Perkins. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good Lord. We're clearly having too much fun talking with athletic director from Van Buren High School, Dan Hartzell, here on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Holiday something at this point. (laughs) We're just just something at this stage here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. So you definitely, you're throwing me off with a little bit more of these uh, sentimental and actually like really nice and heartfelt answers about the holidays. So let me go ahead and ask from your family, 
what are some of the traditions that you guys really hold? Obviously, die hard. We we've established that one. Yeah. But are are there any other traditions out there in the heart soul household as we get closer to the twenty fifth? Uh, you know, uh, I kind of basic. Um, the, the night before we allow you know everybody to open up a gift, one gift, um, a small one, you know, that's that's handpicked by the person, um, that got it for you. So that that's kind of you know a little thing, and then. We get up in the morning, um, you know, granted when, when my daughter was, uh, younger, you know, it was 6am, 6.30am. Um, and now that she's soon to be 21, which officially makes my wife old, um, it, it's okay. We're going to get this done before the first football game comes on at noon. <laughs> and, uh, but we, we, uh, my wife makes, uh, what do they call it? Monkey bread. Um, so we sit around opening gifts, eating that. And then, uh, we have, uh, the best um, roast beef noodles and mashed potatoes is our Christmas, um, go-to. We get the roast beef from the old Fort market in Fort Seneca, which has the best roast beef, uh, you can ever find. Um, and so I get 50 cents every time I say that. So again, that's old Fort's market, <laughs> Fort Seneca, Ohio. That's a dollar I just received. Um, and then, uh, you know, then it's getting together with family. Uh, we, we get together with her family, I think, uh, a couple days after, um, and my family the day after. So, um, no big traditions really just, um, you know, then you throw a nap in there maybe. For well, uh, and of course those other follow-up days, you also go to the old Fort meat market for the roast beef, correct? Oh, Yes. It's so good that roast beef at the old Fort Market in Fort Seneca. You're up to a dollar fifty. You need it two more times, you might be able to buy a taco. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. So you've you've like Matt said, a lot of sentimental things, a lot of nice things. That's all fine and dandy. I want to go the opposite way. What is the most overrated or overhyped thing in Chris regards to Christmas? It could be a song you hear too much. A movie you might not think is worth the hype. What would you classify as what is most overrated to you? Well, I think it's that Mariah Carey song. Um, I I think she's. I, I struggle with people who lip sync, um, and and I'm not even a musician or anything, which is bad. <laughs> I don't even think I could play the triangle well. So, um, but. I struggle with with that song. Anytime that song comes on, I want to change it. Um, I don't think that Wham's Last Christmas gets enough airplay as it should. Um, I think that's a holiday classic. Um, and and I think Bruce Springsteen's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the best Christmas song. Um, I think that's probably the most overplayed. So um, I get sick of also the, the people that, put their decorations up really, really early and then leave them up. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, if, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't put any of my decorations up yet. So it's, well, it's going to be a, it's going to be a mad scramble the next couple of days. When you're getting cold, Matt, is there really anything to celebrate? <laughs> yeah. Then I get to be warm. Cause I now have cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I get to celebrate. I am warm now. Yeah. That's true. Uh, 
Oh, good. Uh, friendly reminder, though, Dan, when it comes to the Mariah Carey song, you have to turn it off before she starts singing. Otherwise, she does still receive a quarter. So oh, thank you. Thank you. If, I, if you switch it before the instrumental, she does not get her quarter. But you can still get your quarter if you talk about the old Fort Meat Market. <laughs> which is located in Fort Seneca and it has the best roast beef. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> uh, now, now I, I, I am curious about this because you, you talked about the decorations. I'll ask this question. I know where fa- family, friends, loved ones. I think I know where Lance stands on this. Well, we'll see. How do you feel about the slow march of Christmas slowly taking over every holiday after Labor Day? Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm against it because it, it um we forget about Thanksgiving, you know, and, and eventually it's going to drown out Halloween, even though I think Halloween's getting a bigger push now, because as it seems like the, the more, I don't even know what it, I don't want to call them millennials or whatever. I don't know what that is, but um, the younger generations are still getting into the, the dressing up and everything. Um, but I, I just don't, I think, you know, Put your Christmas decorations up the day after Thanksgiving. That's fine. But but quit quit taking Thanksgiving. You know, it's a holiday for a reason. That's that's fair. That, that's you know, very fair. Other than that, I'm not super opinionated on that kind of stuff because it's I try to to live my life as I can control what I can control. And uh my therapist says my anger issues are my own to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You had me going, <laughs> and then you dropped the therapist line, and that it's which is also my wife. Uh... <laughs> Look, you really let's just level. You really need to renegotiate that contract, then. Okay, absolutely, that's, absolutely. That's why we're going for a three-year extension, like fe- feather pen type of quill thing <laughs> level of confirm it and document it. She's going to be like Carlos Correa go to the Mets, I think. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Actually, we, we do have a split second before I let Lance get to his question. Lance, I'll take your thoughts. Is that not one of the weirdest things you've ever seen? You go from a 13-year, $350 million deal to a 12-year, three or fifteen, And, like, are the Mets just collecting every shortstop they can and hope that's enough to win? <laughs> I mean, yeah, part of that. I, I'm also just, I guess, confused by whatever, because apparently it was a, a failed physical. So I don't right. know exactly what the San Francisco giant doctor saw because we didn't, I don't think we got any additional information aside from failed physical, but so I don't know what the heck's going on in San Francisco, but I yeah, like, the, I, the Mets, I got no Mets are stacking everything up. Mets stacking everything up with Lindor and now Correa on one side of their infield. I mean, who says no to that if you can put that together? Yeah, agreed. And I was, um, you know, shocked that they didn't try and keep uh, Bassett there, you know, because, I mean, I've always felt pitching is the the domination of the championships, you know, and um, the Braves were evidence back in the 90s and everything, and, but hey, let's let's not forget about the big splash that the Pirates made by signing Austin Hedges. So uh, I think that I don't know why that wasn't that was on page four of the sports page and not page one. So if I had my loser game show sound ready, Dan, I would play that for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be appreciative of that. Lance. <laughs> 
someday. Someday will be Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good guy. Well, I'm going to steal Lance's question because he had one that was set up, and this is a little bit of a deep cut between us, but okay. I feel it needs to be a, a redressed publicly. Okay. I used a big word there, redressed and addressed publicly. Yeah. Um, I think for everyone out there, they should understand that if you ever see yours truly at a game where Dan Hartzell is involved in some capacity, you should pay attention to how my name is spelled. <laughs> you were setting that because up for me. Oh, I didn't an, know. Because it has been an ongoing <laughs> running bit for Mr. Hartzell here that he actively spells my name wrong every time he gets a chance. It's not your fault that you spell it wrong yourself. I, I We're not going there. We're not going there right did, now. So, so I'm going to go ahead and ask this. It's a simple question. Dan, why? Uh. <laughs> I think I think the rebuttal to that or the response to that question is why not? And, and that's spelled with two T's there as well. Uh. Okay. Well, first, first of all, it's spelled with two, you spell it with two T's the first time. Second time you spelled it with an A in front of the two T's. I think the last time when it was a Colombian game that we were there and you put the little placards down the last one I was there, I think you spelled it with two O's and a, and like three T's. It's it's like, it's gotten progressively weirder every time. Um, That last one was actually Microsoft's issue. I took off spell check um, (laughs) and it didn't auto correct me. So I, I did write a formal email to, uh, to Microsoft on that one. So ah, okay. I'll, I'll let you know the response when I get it. But uh, I like to, I think you guys know me well enough by now. Like the, this is a, this is a tough world we live in. And, uh, and I just, I love to have fun. I love to make people laugh um, whether it's with my good looks or um, just stupid wit or, ignorant things I say, I just, if I can put a smile on somebody's face and that's how we connect, I think that's, it's awesome. Um, I loved it. Tiffin Columbian and I stole it from Jeff Garvin at Heidelberg, but I loved making placards with, uh, you know, like Steve Price who just got inducted into the hall of fame, which was at at Tiffin Columbian, which was one of the greatest phone calls I've ever had in my phone, my life, letting him know that he got inducted. Um, You know, we'd put like Steve, macho man price or steve price is right you know just yeah fun things like that and it brought a smile to somebody's face you know and then we got real creative and we put i think one year i did or one game i did uh springsteen songs you know and tried to pick a song that was for everyone and and you know put the qr code so they could scan it and go to youtube and play the song automatically you know and just so you could put a smile you know it, it just well uh, I, I will say emphatically, it works every time. It cracks me up every time, though. I think your <laughs> your your piece de resistance in this ongoing joke you have with me, though. And Lance, I, I know you remember this. It actually wasn't me. Someone else from our station was doing the game. And we get a picture message <laughs> sent to us that says, should we be worried? <laughs> With a question mark. Oh no, I remember. It was like, thank God that you're not Cotman. Yeah, but uh, the placards, <laughs> the placard said, Brett, thank God it's not Cotman Wonders. <laughs> when I do something like that. <laughs> uh, it's somewhere on my phone. If I have to, I'll send it. It was gold. It was absolute like we 
Lance and I were at a different game. We couldn't <laughs> breathe for like five minutes. We were laughing so hard. It, it was uh, it was poetry. It I, was do, I do remember that one. Again, Microsoft's issue. Um <laughs> That's you know what that's one heck of a typo with Microsoft. Then <laughs> it was an old keyboard that the things just uh, stuck, uh, you know. <laughs> just if you, if you ever have anybody named Steve or Martin, just make sure you tell them that Steve Martin was a prop comic. Yes, absolutely. No, no, <laughs> no, Dan, don't let Lance win that one. <laughs> Well, no. I, I'm going to take Lance's side on that because one of the early albums that I owned as a child oh, God. was Steve Martin's stand-up uh, comedy act where he did the King Tut bit. And uh, yeah, he was a, he was the old uh, early SNL guys were, that was an early influence um, on my life. So I, I, I will agree that the early SNL people were just comedy gold. Yes. And Steve Martin is a prop comic. So. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, there. Did you see it? Uh, I'll get off topic a little bit. Did you see the NFL Live uh, video they did with Brian Regan, who was a Heidelberg alum? No, I actually didn't. That, that, yeah. Google they, that. They had Regan? Yeah. Um, they actually, uh, you know, he played wide receiver at, at Heidelberg. Um, I want to say 86 maybe earlier than maybe 82 so i don't i can't remember um and they did a little thing and they had video clip of him playing against ohio wesleyan and it uh was really cool you know he's he's such a good a good wholesome comic and uh good representation of heidelberg university too so thank god heidelberg needs at least some good representation i mean we're two-thirds the representation here today right now (laughs) It's a good two thirds. It's the upper two thirds. It's a quality two thirds. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, good lord, <laughs> uh, Lance. I, I don't know where we go from that. Do Do you have anything else you want to throw Dan's way? Uh, no, not really. I think I've got the important ones that I needed to ask. I got answered. Well, that that's fantastic. So, with that being said, this has been Van Buren Athletic Director Dan Hartzell. And uh, Dan, sincerely, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, it t- tell the whole crew, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. That y- You know I love the family, so me- Happy Holidays to you guys. Yeah, right back at both of you. I really appreciate it. I love doing this stuff. Um, you know, we could probably all go on for days. We uh, could. We and really, really could. And, and um, you know, not have much substance to it. <laughs> but I would I – would, thoroughly enjoy that and um i i appreciate what you guys do i appreciate your coverage of our of all of our student athletes and um you guys have an, an awesome merry christmas i hope 2023 is everything that you want it to be and uh you know i'm a phone call or a text message or an email away for anything i can do and um and uh i appreciate you guys asking me to do this When we come back, we'll be joined by North Baltimore Band Director Ben Pack on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle Holiday Spectacular here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. 
Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-429-6157. That's 419-429-6157. Or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't be beat. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Come on now, you know you've heard of those famous breadsticks? The ones oozing with cheese and a variety of other toppings you can choose from? That's right, the ones from Campus Poly Ice, the world famous ones. Don't forget Campus Poly Ice for tasty subs, pizza, your favorite beer, and even salads. One of Finley's best kept secrets. Don't forget to try the house-made ranch dressing. Getting your favorite goodie from Campus Poly Ice is easy. Located at 339 South Blanchard Street, Campus Poly Ice offers dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. What you waiting on? Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Hi, this is Joey Hagemeyer, head coach of the North Baltimore Boys basketball team, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey, this is Cody Pelton, North Baltimore girls basketball coach, and me and the girls would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Trina Hagemeyer from North Baltimore. Tis the season to wish one another joy, love, and peace. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Welcome back on into the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle Holiday Spectacular, live from the Fricker Studios. Matt Kaufman and Lance Morris here, and we are pleased to be joined by North Baltimore High School Band and Music Director Ben Pack. Ben, really appreciate you taking the time coming and joining us today. How's it going? It's going really, really well. Looking forward to Christmas. Oh, so am I. I we do have a couple of sports questions, but I promise you we're going to be going elbow deep into the holidays as well here. No, but I, I, I'm, I'm curious because you're actually, and Lance, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe our first band director that we've actually interviewed on the sports huddle. So with that in mind, I'd love your perspective on this from a band point of view and band director point of view. Which one's more fun, football or basketball? Because you seem to have fun at both of them. So I'm curious which one is your go-to. Well, from a band director point of view, um, Football, especially the first couple of games, homecoming, things like that are always enjoyable. Um, this year, we were blessed with some really nice weather. In years past, some of those uh, October games can get kind of get kind of rough with the weather. Um, so um, I, I would say football in August and September. And for you as now the as the band teacher at North Baltimore, are you originally from there or where are you from originally? What are what are some of those uh, good uh, background details about yourself? Well, I'm uh, from, originally from Sylvania, 
Um, so not too far from here. Um, I did my student teaching at Swanton and then graduated from the University of Toledo in 2005 and have been working here since September of 2005. So you, you have a pretty long track record then with North Baltimore from 2005 going forward. Um, you, you've yes. seen a lot of the growth at that school. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about that from that perspective, seeing how the programs have grown and really how the music program has really grown under you as well? Um, well, um, I would say from the band perspective, uh, it's nice to be able to work with the kids every day. Um, I'm privileged to have these kids when they start in fifth grade until they end in 12th grade. So um, I get to see their entire band journey. Um, Ms. Meyerson is also does the, does the music program um, at the elementary school, and she always sends them into band knowing to, you know, how to read music and, and certainly instills a love of that as well. Um, so it is, it's really nice to, to kind of do some recruiting, try to see, um, kind of maybe like what coaches are, Hey, I'm going to need a couple trumpet players six years from now. So I'm going to recruit them in fourth grade. Um, but it's nice to be able to oversee that entire program. And, um, you know, when they become seniors to, to see the fruits of their, of your labor come to fruition. And from the, from the sports perspective, you mentioned being a Toledo grad, and that's certainly Certainly, one thing that I would not have been surprised about, given uh, some of your some of your takes on Twitter and UTs, of course, had a pretty good pretty good team this year. Would have been uh, would have been some of your favorite things about watching uh, this uh, Rocket team this year. Well, I would say certainly football wise, the we got to go up to Detroit and watch them win the championship. Um, they've been sort of uh, a little bit up and down too. Um, their their quarterback Daquan Finn is is really really exciting to watch. Um, that would be the ups. The downs would certainly be uh, sitting through that four-hour BG game in the snow and, <laughs> and watching um, the BG fans celebrate on our field um, in the stadium. Um, that one kind of hurt, but I guess sort of we got the last laugh um, winning the championship and hopefully uh, with a bull win. As, um, as, as a Bowling Green fan, not to interrupt you, <laughs> we're not sorry. It's been rough for Bowling Green these last six years. We are not sorry at all. <laughs> No, no, you shouldn't be. They certainly were the better team that night. That was not a fluke. Um, Bowling Green had a great game plan, um, and they just kept, you know, just throwing it right over the middle, and, and Toledo, for whatever reason, was not making any sort of adjustment. And that's, you know, I've never coached a day in my life, but I just, it seemed like uh, they just kept throwing deep, and Toledo wasn't interested in, in stopping it that night. Didn't realize I was setting up a Jets and Sharks interview here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talking here with Ben Pack on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Subtle Holiday Spectacular from the Frickers Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB and Ben I do have to kind of counter you here on something you say you you don't have any coaching background but you kind of do because North Baltimore the, the band and the pet band you guys actually have a pretty good history of competition overall and you're talking recruiting, brain, and like trumpet players six years from now, or things yeah. that make. Uh, if you could talk to us a, a little bit through that, um, I, I don't think there's a lot of people that actually realize there are band competitions at the high school level for pep bands and marching bands. If you want to discuss that further, well, there are for marching bands. Um, we're not, we don't participate in the uh, marching band um, aspect of that. There are lots of uh, wonderful schools around here that do. Um, Arcadia comes to mind. Um, and I know I'm going to leave some out, um, but they they, uh, they always do a wonderful job. The competitions kind of things we do, we, we do some more individual ones. Um, solo and ensemble 
is one that uh, we do have kids participate in. And the idea there is they uh, prepare a piece of music and uh, they get it really, really good, work it up and meet with me a couple times. And then they perform it in front of a judge um, who's probably also a music teacher. In fact, they're all music teachers and they kind of give some feedback and give a score. And we've had lots of kids go through that. Um, but as far as the full group marching band competitions, um, we have not been able to do that, uh, mainly because um, in our school like this, um, the kids are gone on Saturdays. They're either working or they're in volleyball or they're in uh, cross country or golf. And um, I would kind of changing gears a little bit. I think that's what makes programs like this, some of the smaller schools um, in, the, in the area with the bands um, is that these kids don't have to do it. These kids, they have to do everything. Like they have to be in volleyball, they have to be cross country. Um, and there'll be days where they'll go to band last period of the day, then go to practice and then wolf down a lunch, come back, drive an hour to a game, play an entire game, drive back, and then have a, a you know 6 a.m. cross country bus the next day. And it's it just so humbling that they would make band a part of their lives. And for you as a band teacher, switching a little bit towards the Christmas stuff, how much uh, do you guys practice and play Christmas music over the last few weeks? When kind of does that uh, preparation begin? Sure. Um, so once marching band is over, which is uh, typically the maybe the last Friday of October, um, that we do a Sounds of the Stadium concert and then we transition into the inside concert band and um, we prepare a, a Veterans Day piece and then, then we you know, probably have about five weeks to put together um, a Christmas concert. So we just had ours last Tuesday. Um, it went really well. It was uh, grades five through 12. So fifth grade played, sixth grade played, then seventh grade and the high school did that, um, played as well. And um, I think it's really cool for the parents to see where they start, you know, their fifth grade's playing hot cross bonds and you're hearing hopefully mostly right notes and then sixth grade's a little better, seventh grade's a little bit better. And then by the time they get up to high school, you can see, you know, all those squeaks and all those practicing at home does make it worth it in the end. Yeah, so I got to confess, I was the hot cross buns guy mm -hmm. on the uh, on the drums in okay. particular. It was, I think the correct word is just awkward for everybody involved, but we somehow pulled it off. I was quite pleased with myself. So well, I was usually, just thinking, we, we usually start, start together and, and end together for the fifth grade. That's uh, that's kind of the goal, just to get them through it. And um, <laughs> it just. And, and the kids this year did a really nice job, but it's always, it's always fun to see that, you know, what's, cause you never know what's going to happen in a live performance. And if they get nervous, they might start going super fast and some people might get nervous and go super slow. And it's just always an adventure to see if we end together. Yeah. Mr. Osha, he was my band director back in junior high. And by the time fifth grade came to a close, he gave little assessments for everybody and and mine just said, you should probably consider sports. So, oh. oh, man. It was, it, was a, it was a very honest assessment. Nice guy, very honest assessment. But uh, talking about holidays at North Baltimore, um, I am curious, what are some of the favorite traditions like from the school or from the community in North Baltimore that really help get you in the holiday spirit? Uh, well, like I said, we had the, the band concert last week. Um, the week before that, the choir also had an, an amazing, one of the best concerts I've heard them do since I've been here. Um, they, they performed the week before that. Um, there's numerous tree lightings in town. Um, the, there's traditionally Christmas caroling, although we weren't able to do that this year just due to so many people uh, being ill 
at least we weren't comfortable, you know, putting everybody together. Um, but traditionally, um, the last Sunday before Christmas, we meet outside the village hall and invite the community in for hot chocolate and caroling. And um, that's one of my favorite things to do as well. And what are your favorite Christmas songs to have students play on the various instruments and then maybe some of the other favorites that you maybe prefer on the radio by, you know, the original artist, uh, things of that nature? Uh, well, we tried a couple new ones this year. The high school did a, a really odd piece um, about the the Krampus, Christmas Krampus, and it was narrated by our, our principal. And it was supposed to be kind of a scary song. Um, and our principal has the uh, the kind of the, the guy that narrates Thriller has that kind of voice. And that's what we needed. The kids kids really, really like that one. Um, traditionally, they like to play Polar Express. Um, that we have a cool medley that we do occasionally. And then this year we ended with a, we turned the lights back on and we did a Christmas sing-along. So the band played and the audience had the words. Um, so I think the community really, really enjoyed doing the sing-along to end the concert. Um, my favorite songs probably are the, uh, I think mine is Sleigh Ride, the instrumental version um, for Sleigh Ride. Um, Let It Snow, which we might be talking about that in a couple days as well. Um, <laughs> So I think Let It Snow and, uh, and Slay Ride are probably my two favorites. I'm talking with Ben Peck here, band director from North Baltimore High School on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Holiday Spectacular from the Fricker Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. And, you know, I, I, I know what I like. I don't know art, but I know what I like kind of attitude when it comes to music. You actually do have a musical ear. so. I'll go ahead and dig a little deeper into the favorite holiday music. What makes for a good Christmas song when you are someone who's trained to listen to what makes a music piece good? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I would say musically, um, I like a challenge. So um, I think that's what's fun about Sleigh Ride is that um, it goes through a lot of different keys, um, a lot of notes um, that the kids otherwise may not get for the rest of the year. Um, so I like, I certainly like a challenge. I think from a, uh, from a, just a human point of view, things that make you smile, um, things that are heartfelt. Um, there's, you know, a lot of uh, emotional Christmas music, you know, being home for the holidays or not being home for, for the holidays. Um, so I think something that um, tugs at your heartstring can also be, um, can also be a, a really important part of music because it's, you know, you, that's, what we try to do as music teachers is to get people to love what they play and love what they do. And everybody has favorite songs that, you know, will all have a special meaning to them. So on the other hand for Christmas music, not all Christmas songs are amazing and maybe, mm -hmm. maybe some for whether it's because of the lyrics or because of the instruments used or whatever the reason might be. Some of those songs, maybe you're not a fan of. So on the other end, what are some Christmas songs? Maybe that, that you, are completely not a fan of, but maybe it's like, uh, it's maybe overplayed or just not for me. What, what might some of those Christmas songs for you be? Well, um, we had a taboo at the elementary school for a couple of years with, uh, Dominic the donkey, <laughs> a really, really obscure one. And that really is objectively a terrible song. Um, <laughs> sure. but, you know, and it makes me want to play it more just to get a, a raise out of people. Um, but I would say that's probably on, on top of my list of, uh, most objectionable Christmas songs is the is Dominic the Donkey, um, but other than that, I'm trying to think. Um, I there's more that I like than I dislike. 
I, I mean, first of all, this interview ends right now because Dominic the Donkey is a time-honored tradition oh. of a Christmas song. Yeah, <laughs> time-honored had a different definition. I would agree with you. But... <laughs> okay, you know, you, you might have a point. You might have a point. I'm, I'm going to trust the professional on this one. You have a yeah. point on that. So <laughs> we're, we're probably having way too much fun here with Ben Pack on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Holiday Spectacular from the Frickers Studios. And, you know, uh, Ben, making it a little bit more personal now, just on your end, um, just going back through some of your holiday memories and stuff like that, are there any particular family traditions that really stick out to you where it's like, you know, this is, this is what Christmas is for me kind of thing? Um, well, every, every Christmas Eve when I grew up in Sylvania, um, I remember taking my clarinet to church and I could, and probably starting from about eighth grade till through college, um, every Christmas Eve, we went to uh, Little Flower Church in, in Toledo Christmas Eve. And um, we got to play a half hour before the, the mass started. And my mom um, is a professional flutist as well. So she'd be play flute, I'd play clarinet and we would um, often do trios and you know, we'd practice really hard. And then we would get to, to play at church um, and then we'd come back and then our neighbors always hosted um, Christmas Eve dinner. So we'd come back from church and every year we would go over there and um, have ham and potatoes and, and open some gifts. And then uh, the next morning, just uh, my dad had a, uh, had a radio, like an old time radio that he put on. And it was always the traditional, you know, Bing Crosby Christmas carols and, and opening up gifts the next morning. Um, and I always remember like um, one of the big traditions is we couldn't, make the living room too full of wrapping paper. So we'd have to stop every couple of minutes and make sure the wrapping paper was thrown away because my dad was um, very, uh, very, very thorough with keeping things clean. Um, so we did that every year and always looked forward to it. And, and you know, I remember as a young, you know, third and fourth grade, when I asked for a Nintendo or for a Sega, not being able to sleep the night before thinking, oh my gosh, you know, am I gonna have a Sega tomorrow? So those are all things I remember. Up. I mean, I, I mean, I have to jump in. The million dollar question is, did you end up getting the Sega? I so. did. Yeah, I got the Sega <laughs> and I got uh, Sonic 3, I think. Sonic 3 oh. and, then, and then Madden 94, I think. Uh, um, awesome. that, it, you know what? That's a good Madden right there. Yeah. I'm just going to call it as it is. That's a mighty fine Madden right there. Yeah, it was the first time I was able to play with uh, Brett Favre. I'm a big Packer fan, too, so I always tried to play with Brett Favre. And- <laughs> And, you know, Madden always loved Favre, too, so he made him a little bit better than the other quarterbacks. So I always did pretty well. I was going to say that uh, hearing Madden 94, mm-hmm. I uh, Matt, Matt knows this. I'm a baby. So that uh, that 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 ages you guys, that you guys uh, bond <laughs> over that so well. Oh, those games are great, though. I mean, uh, playing as Brett Favre and, and Reggie White, those are my my two favorite players growing up. And it was just, Barb had just gotten there right when I was, uh, had kind of started liking football in fourth grade. So we've been sort of spoiled as Packer fans the last 30 years up until this year. And things have been a little different this year. Matt, 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 <laughs> Matt, Matt, before you go, sort of spoiled as Packer fans, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it to him, sort of spoiled. I mean, 
We're spoiled. They do have Jordan Love, so we can't say they're completely spoiled. Let's, let's, let's give them a little bit here. I would say we're spoiled from September through December, and then we have our souls crushed every January would be probably the, the correct assessment on that. This year, I'm not worried about I, having my soul crushed in January because it's been crushed for the last three months. So <laughs> I'll be free of that. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm a Bucks fan, so I'm just kind of on life support right now, yeah. trying to figure out what in God's name is going on with that team this year. Well, but, um, ago, okay, so yeah, two oh, two years, years ago, ago was I'm, great. Yeah. I'm actually originally from. Um, I was born in Tampa. Um, I was raised in Sylvania, but um, my mom was a, a a member of the original Tampa Bay Buccaneer marching band. Um, really? Yeah. Um, I I don't remember a whole lot of it. We got season tickets. Um, but I was so young, I don't really remember that. My dad is, was from Milwaukee, um, so his, the Packers, you know, superseded the Bucks. But um, so yeah, we I've actually been to a lot of Bucks games that I don't remember. Um, but I do remember the Bucks coming to Lambeau a couple of years ago and 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 tearing my heart out um, in the championship game. But I, they will always have a special place in my heart too. Uh, okay, well, uh, totally going to dovetail off for a moment here. Yes, yeah. it's because. Two things. One, that is super cool that you were born in Tampa, that your mother was part of the original Tampa Bay Buccaneer marching band. That's Mm -hmm. that's a deep cut for Buccaneer fans. Yeah. But number two, the Bucks and the Packers were in the same division for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yes. How did that work in that (laughs) household? (laughs) <laughs> well, this is a true story, too. Um, I remember, and I don't remember, but I was told um, back when I lived in Tampa that um, anytime the Bucks played at Green Bay, um, my family would have some of the, the band members over, and my dad would actually make a sign that said, um, Packers fans parking in front, Bucks around the back. So um, so it was, uh, it was certainly a a, a house divided, although um, once we moved to Toledo, um, mom kind of saw the light and we've been big Packer fans ever since. But, yeah. I don't know how oh, to, tra- I don't know how to transition from that. It's, it's yeah. too, <laughs> I mean, it's too perfect. I, mean, I, I, I don't either. So I'm, I guess I'm going to go with my last hurrah here on the uh, NWO fourth Sp- sports huddle holiday spectacular from the Fricker studios here with Ben Peck, Ben, the, the, you kind of touched on some of the questions as you had, like favorite present from childhood. I'm, I'm guessing Sega or the Nintendo mm-hmm. at this point, because that, that that was first to mind. You mentioned the good holiday meals. Now I have a true, true Christmas question for you. Okay. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah. See, I, thank you. Yeah. Someone who sees the light. Yeah, I would say absolutely. I finally watched it a couple of years ago. I mean, it takes place during Christmas and um, why not? I mean, I, I thought it was a great film. I, I mean, it doesn't make me think of Christmas, but I, I could certainly argue that it is a Christmas film. Finally, you, you know what? We've waited a long time for someone, you know, with taste and quality to come on during the holiday show and testify to the truth. That is Die Hard being a Christmas movie. So I thank you for that, Ben. Absolutely. I thank you for that immensely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's means more to Christmas than Dominic the donkey does to me. So. Oh, okay. You know what? For a moment, I thought we were becoming friends I, I, for this brief free, fleeting moment. I was going to let Dominic the donkey go. And there you, you know what? Oh, good Lord. This has been 
Ben Pack, band director for North Baltimore High School here on the NWO, Orthopedic Sports Huddle Holiday Spectacular. Ben, sincerely, thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate having you on. And uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's from us to you and your family. Make sure that everyone back home knows we wish them all happy holidays. Thank you. And thank you for everything you do for Northwest Ohio. We look, always look forward to your broadcasts and we'll go back and listen to them. And you guys do such a great job with interviewing the coaches and with, uh, you know, giving us the, the play-by-play. I always look forward to it. So thank you for everything you do and, and uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you as well. You're good. Let's continue with the Christmas special. Yeah. Okay. So that we're, we're doing hard soul first and then pack hard soul pack. And then we're going into the you and me stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to give myself a countdown here. Great news. Three, Astoria, the two, new watershed one. near the corner of Fort with that, we're going to step aside for a quick time out. When we come back, this watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Welcome to Bigby Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you, and her, and him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person, dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of freaking chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. 
Need new tires or tire service? Then Wilson Tire Company has you covered. Offering 15 brands of tires and providing 24-hour roadside assistance, Wilson Tire Company can get the job done. In business for over half a century, Wilson Tire Company has three convenient locations. Tiffin, Upper Sandusky, and Kenton. Wilson Tire Company offers mobile services, especially for commercial and farm applications. Check them out on the web for contact information or simply set an appointment from the comfort of your couch. Wilson Tire Company, a trusted partner for all your tire needs. Grit. The word is defined as having courage or strength of character. My name is Mitch Gardner, and I am the owner of Grit. We are a personalized health and fitness organization that will help you find the strength and courage to become the best version of you. Let my staff at Grit encourage you to get healthy in the right way. It's time to take charge of your health, for yourself, your family, and your future. Grit is located behind Ace Hardware and BodyWorks 24-Hour Fitness of Tiffin. Or reach out via email at grit, G-R-I-T-T, dot training at gmail.com. Hello, this is Nick Latta, head coach of the Macomb Panthers, praying that you and your family experience the true joy of Christmas throughout this season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Panthers. This is Coach Jeremy Herr of the Macomb Lady Panthers, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Jason Vermillion, head coach of the Arlington Red Devils, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Travis Kinn, head coach of the Tiffin Columbian Boys Basketball Program, wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Nate Earl, I'm the head girls basketball coach at Liberty Benton High School. My team and myself would like to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Aaron Cheney, head coach of Arlington Baseball, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And welcome back to the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle Holiday Spectacular live from the Fricker Studios on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. Big thanks, as always, to our guests Dan Hartzell from Van Buren and Ben Pack from North Baltimore for joining us on the show tonight. If you missed any part of the show today or just want to hear it again, I know I do. Head on over to WFOB.com and click on the podcast page where you can hear today's show and our shows and interviews from past seasons as well. We may not physically be in the Frickers in Finley. Make sure you still stop in for their daily specials. Monday is boneless frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday is their frickin' chicken wings day. Tonight, as always, is their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday is their frickin' chicken chunks. And remember, kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. Pick up from the carryout window, dine in, or get delivery through DoorDash. All daily specials, though, are dine-in only, so make sure you stop in if you want those specials. Download the Frickers app and to see more and to place an order, and you can find them online at frickers.com. And, you know, Lance, we've we've had our interviews, we've had our intro, and now it's, now it's just you and me. Just you and me when it comes to the holiday stuff here, so... We've had quite a few questions about this already, mostly because I keep asking this question. I'm going to lead with this. Did you get a chance to watch Die Hard? You're an idiot. You're an idiot and you don't know Christmas. Does that answer your question? Why? It's not that complicated of an ask. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did go out of my way. I tried to go and watch Die Hard. The problem is, 
it was not on any streaming service that I have, and I wasn't okay. going to pay for it. So I did try. I appreciate you trying at least. Well, uh, then, you know what? I'm just going to take the win that both of our guests agreed that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That Hartzell might have agreed a little too hard, but I respect it all the same. <laughs> but um, I, I'll go ahead and ask this then. Change it up a little bit. I'll, I'll mix it up for you. What, in your mind, is the ultimate Christmas movie, and why is it the ultimate Christmas movie? Whew. It's a toughie. I think for the whole family to be able to enjoy... I would personally say the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I mean, there's humor in there for adults that'll go over the kid's head, but there's plenty for the kid in there as well. I do think once you are a little older, you can maybe graduate to Christmas Vacation as an elite uh, ultimate Christmas movie. Those those are the two that I go to because those are some of some of my favorites. But yeah, those uh those are what I would say what I would consider the ultimate Christmas movies. Okay, so I guess with that, then what, what makes the ultimate Christmas movie? Cause you know, we, we asked Ben, like what goes into like a good Christmas musical piece or something like that. I'm curious, a deep dive from you, your perspective. What, what are like those, those key mwah, chef's kiss moments that make a holiday movie? Well, I think, especially like looking at the Santa Claus in particular, I think the fact that you get to see the actual transformation of a guy who just happened to have the initials of SC and then go through the actual physical transformation to become Santa, both in actual looks of Santa and adopting the personality and demeanor needed to be Santa and so I think the fact that you get to actually like see all of that versus it just kind of being told to you in different forms across different uh, different movies, I think the fact that you get to actually see it makes it that much more, oh, I can believe in this because I'm literally watching it as it happens in this film. I think because of that, it kind of is one of the things that sets it, sets it apart from some of those other different movies. And it has to, I think that's the big thing about being ultimate Christmas movie the whole family can enjoy because there's more of a kid focus in the Santa Claus with Charlie and, you know, how he's believing everything. Whereas in Christmas Vacation, it's pretty much all through the lens of Clark, which is fine, but is not exactly something like a six-year-old or whatever is going to, you know, identify with the same way they can be like, oh, I am young or was recently young like Charlie is in the Santa Claus. Well, I mean, first off, let's just call it as is. I don't think it's safe for anyone to look at something through the lens of Clark Griswold. <laughs> it seems like it ends in disaster each time. Yeah, no, that's probably uh probably not a uh probably not a recipe for success, but I will tell you because I don't think you actually knew this. I got myself an ugly Christmas sweater and it okay. it shows the Griswold home and it has a light switch so I can light it up with all the different lights. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and naturally I wore it to uh Christ Christmas for uh, one of uh, one of my fiance with, uh, with Bree's family on her side. And uh, yeah, I won their first annual ugly sweater contest that I 
I bought I recently bought the sweater, but I did not buy it for the sole purpose of winning a contest. It just so happened to be a side benefit. Okay, really important. I, I do need to see this sweater at some point. <laughs> it's that just sounds magical. I will uh, I will send you a picture, my good sir. Because uh, well, and you know, I gotta say, I gotta give you credit. Now I'll ask you this as a follow up as well. Maybe not movie based, but just from a holiday perspective, you are notorious for buying ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> that was that was my third. Um, I have that one. I have a Darth Vader one. Uh, Brie actually wore the Darth Vader one uh, over the weekend on Saturday, and I do have a uh, Rick and Morty one. I had another one that was, it was, I think it was just like a house with lights that I, it might still be at my parents somewhere, but I do not think I have it at my house. But yeah, I do, uh, I do enjoy getting some ugly sweaters. I like, uh, one of, one of my ways to, you know, have a nod into, uh, into the Christmas spirit. Oh my God. I'm looking at the picture right now. That that is everything I hoped it would be and more. That <laughs> that is that's just perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Okay, I you know what? I can get behind that ugly Christmas sweater. So the you have the Darth Vader one. You have and I'm sorry the the third one that you have once again. Uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Okay. So going off a little bit of you know Hartzell saying that he didn't want to be an old man on a soapbox saying oh the. Cartoons aren't where they aren't what they used to be anymore. I will say, and I'd love your thoughts on this too. You don't see a lot of Christmas specials anymore. Like you don't like, I I mean, I remember different shows having like their holiday specials, but I'm even thinking that like shows that I binge things like Futurama, the Simpsons always have their holiday stuff, but Futurama used to do the Xmas episode every like season or every other season uh i'm curious because you're younger than me because you're 12 and i i I want your input with the modern cartoon is that something that you kind of miss a little bit too like those like holiday theme style special episodes every year i i do if for nothing else the purpose of being able to now uh, go on my streaming platform of choice and pull up all the Christmas episodes of Bob's Burgers or of South Park or what have you. I like being able to go do that. And so I don't think it's a necessity for every single show to do because then we would have the we would have the reverse problem. We'd have too many, even though there are still a lot of them. But like because I was I was trying to think of the different things that Brie and I or just myself want to watch at some point in time that are that is Christmassy and like we we had a, a a Saturday night where we knocked out almost all of the office Christmas episodes just sitting there and chilling and we enjoyed you know because the office is awesome we enjoyed watching all that and there there's some other shows that we enjoy that have like maybe a Christmas special like Letterkenny, I think just has the one because they've been essentially going down kind of the list of the different holidays and doing their, their one-off specials for, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I would say I agree. It is, it is kind of a lost art. Okay. All right. So since we just addressed the cartoon question, I I heard you ask something like this. I believe to Hartzell as well. So I want your thoughts on this. A two-parter for you, Lance. 
Okay. Two-parter here. Most underrated holiday tradition and the most overrated holiday tradition. Okay, so I'd say for underrated, I'll do I'll do overrated first. For overrated, I'll be simple as an adult. We don't need a white Christmas. It looks nice outside, yeah, sure. But it makes doing everything else outside a pain. And nothing <laughs> else really comes to mind for a family as an overrated holiday tradition. So I'm just going to go with white Christmas. We we don't need a white Christmas. It looks like we're getting one even though we don't need it. But we don't need it as much as, you know, Hallmark movies make it seem that you might. Uh, for most underrated... Uh, it's not a one specific thing. It's kind of just more of an overarching thing. And I think it's just being able to spend the time with your family because with COVID, I mean, there's been times where both you and I have had different times where we've had to be separated for our, from our families for whatever the period of time. And we just shouldn't, and we shouldn't take that for granted. And it's, it's just the fact that you do get the chance to, come together with whatever family you do over the holiday period. It it just is something you should be able to account for and just enjoy. So I'll, that was, that was, that will be my sappy moment of, uh, of uh, the holiday traditions. That's, that's where I would go. I was just saying, I really don't like you. I was going to give you some sass about the white Christmas, but then you went with a really nice, sweet, sentimental answer. That, that's why I did overrated first. It's like, kind of upset you kind of took the took my legs out from under me <laughs> on how i was gonna give you a hard time um okay well i guess i'll answer for me um i'll start with overrated as well and i'll just go ahead call it as it is and this is gonna be probably a controversial take because anyone who has physically seen us in person in particular me probably thinks this is in the case I kind of think Christmas Day dinner is a little overrated. You're not having good enough food then. No, I'm having great food. I'm having a good time, but it's, I think the problem is Thanksgiving is so close. And there's a lot of similarities between those meals. There, you know what there, I mean? There, it's there like, can be, yeah. I mean, it's like there's a lot of crossover between those two meals. So for me, like my, my family, we always go big on Christmas Eve. And like like a really nice dinner. Everyone has a good meal. It's really it's it's nice. We go all out for it. And then Christmas Day, we kind of do the same thing when we have family over. But it's it's kind of the same meal as Thanksgiving, just different pies at that point. It's really seems to be the only difference. So again, not not saying Christmas dinner is bad. It's good. Now I just think Norman Rockwell and those paintings kind of overhype Christmas dinner a little bit. It's maybe just me. Maybe I mean it, I, I I agree. It can be depending on you know the exact meal, all, all those good things. So I think that might just be a message to your family. Hey, maybe let's uh let's switch it up a little more between uh between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Look, all I'm saying is what's wrong with chicken tenders as the main dish for Christmas? Okay, but I don't think that's outrageous. But <laughs> what's wrong with raising canes for a Christmas dinner? I mean, I mean, I'm never gonna say no. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. For me, underrated. 
Probably just in my own family. I, I think a very underrated Christmas tradition is um what like the family gift exchange. And not just the stuff you get from Santa or you know, things you get from extended family, like when you go see extended family or they come to visit you, that that like immediate family, like between siblings or to your parents, stuff like that. <laughs> That's always fun because in my family. We use it just to roast each other 90% of the time. And it's just gag gifts or joke gifts that are really, sometimes they're practical. Sometimes they're just stupid, but it, it's, it's a great way after how stressful holiday shopping and gearing up for the holidays can be. It, it's such a fun way to just relax, crack a joke or two, and just be able to enjoy each other's company. So kind of similar to what you said. With that, it's it's the time with the family, but you you throw in a good ridiculous gag gift in there. Like last year, my my uh, my brother and sister in law, their their gift for me was they bought me one of those tortilla blankets, <laughs> so I could turn myself into a burrito whenever I wanted. And. I gotta tell you, I probably use that blanket about 75, 80% of the time nowadays. It's it's a nice blanket. So but two two parter, two parter for me on that. Number yes, one. By all means. Number one. I got a okay, I shouldn't say I got. At Breeze, uh at Breeze work Christmas party, the first year we were dating. So we hadn't been dating for very long at this point. Mm-hmm. They they did a white elephant gift exchange. And I went, I think I was like third or fourth or something. It was pretty early in the go in the proceedings. And the gift I unwrapped was a tortilla blanket. <laughs> Brie hadn't gone yet. Guess what Brie did? She stole your tortilla she blanket. She stole my tortilla blanket. Man, that's just criminal. It's it's and I said, I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna have it anyway. Like it's gonna be where we are like this doesn't make it just mine but that was that was part one part two you mentioned you know family gift exchanges and it just reminded me that when i was younger my dad would either either i would be with him when he bought the gift or he would be like wrapping it uh in an area of the house where i was and this would be from my mom and i'm an only child so there wasn't you know a whole lot of other you know, things getting in the way of this, I would find out what the gift is for my mom. And then I would relate to my mom what the gift was. Oh, jeez! And I did, I don't know how many years I actually did that, but I know it happened at least multiple times. And it would just be like, my mom would just, you know, be like, so uh, what'd what'd your dad get me? I'm like, "Uh, ear earrings. And then she'd know by the time Christmas came around. Well, okay. So this is actually important because as men, a worm, there's historically a belief that men are not the best gift givers in the world. At least media and TV tends to present that. I don't blame you for telling your mom what the present was so she could properly gauge whether or not he needed to try again. That's I, I respect that. I won't say my gifts for Bree just in on the off chance she is uh listening on her nope. probably on her way home. But my gifts this year are pretty good, I will say. 
I think I think I think I did okay with my gifts this year. Like I I, I feel good about them. I'm there's a few that are wild cards. Like it's either going to go really well or I'm going to really have to make up for it in other holidays or birthdays. So it's, well, we'll, we'll see on that. We're going to, we're going to play that one by ear and take it from there as we go. But I I think I did good. I I feel pretty good about the presence this year as we're at this point here for the NWO orthopedics sports huddle holiday spectacular. We're just, we're just talking about Christmas stff here. On Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM WFOB. And Lance, uh, I'm going to keep the questions going your way because going a little bit back to movies, but kind of going off of the underrated, overrated, kind of want the same thing from a movie perspective. Do, do you have one that is distinctly underrated and another one that is distinctly overrated? Ooh. So, Bree, if you're listening, cover your ears. I think Christmas Story is a bit overrated. I do. Yeah. I I just do. It's 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 a fine movie. Maybe it would be different if I had watched it a lot when I was younger, but it's it's to me it's it's a it's a it's a fine movie. It's just not one that I'm yearning to watch year after year. Uh for underrated, oof. I I mean if you are a fan of crass humor then Bad Santa because I enjoy Bad Santa a lot but Bree Bree thinks it's kind of funny but doesn't uh definitely doesn't like it near as much as I do. Uh so those those would I guess would be would be my picks for that. Okay. Well I know you're not going to like my answer for overrated. I know you're not. There's a possibility. Just um I'm just going to start with it and I say this with respect and admiration that I do think it's good and there's a lot of great quotables in it but I kind of feel like it sometimes gets played to death cuz I do agree with you Christmas story I do like Christmas story but it gets to the point where when it's played on a 24-hour loop on like three separate channels it's a little much yeah There is another Christmas movie that's come out recently that's starting to hit that trend as well. Don't do it. I care about you. It's Elf. It's got to be Elf. <sighs> I knew you were going to say Elf. I'm sorry. It's it's good. It's good, but I mean, look, there's channels that are playing it 24 hours straight until Christmas and it's a good movie. It is not that good of a movie. I mean, there's great quotables like Bye buddy, good luck finding your dad. I mean, that's that's great. You sit on a throne of lies. Oh, smiling's my favorite. There's so many great quotables. But it just gets beaten to death every holiday season. Like I'll go off of what Hartzell said. It kind of reminds me of Mariah Carey's song where it's it's just it's played so much it becomes it becomes unwatchable at that point after a little bit. So For me, don't hate me, but it's going to be mm, elf. too late. My overrated. I think I think it might it also is Will Ferrell is also one of my favorite actors, so like I probably don't view it from the same lens as whatever percentage of the population where they might only watch Elf. I mean, they might watch Elf and not truly, you know, care about Will Ferrell as, you know, an actor in his other movies, but 
because of that, it, it, I guess, keeps it from getting to the point where I would get sick of it. Unless I maybe had seen it, you know, every day for a month or something, then maybe I would. But I think I, because of that, can kind of keep it in the right perspective for me. Yeah. And, and again, Will Ferrell's great in that movie. He's hysterical. It's one of his best movies. It's just when it gets played nonstop, it's just, it, it kind of loses its luster a little bit for me. Um, underrated. I'm actually going to go with a very, very recent one. And I got to tell you, I, I I would make an argument. It could be one of the best Christmas movies ever made. And that is Violent Night. I've heard of that. I have not seen it. So for those of you that haven't seen it, David Harbour plays Santa Claus. And it's a heist movie where Santa Claus is in the role of John McClane. That's okay. all you need to know. It's okay. it's die hard with instead of Bruce Willis in a tower in LA, it's Santa Claus in a mansion in upstate Connecticut. And it's it's just it's so good. It hits every holiday movie trope, it hits every holiday movie like tone and pitch. It's it's so good. It's funny. David Harbour is great in it. It's um, I'm going to say that's probably my most underrated right now because I know it's not getting a ton of play in theaters and it's probably going to end up going into that cult classic category. But man, it is, it's good. It is good, good stuff. But okay, so I I, I dig that. I, I dig those answers. I respect those answers from you, Mr. Lancifer. So I'm going to throw you a bone here because I know you love your lists. I do. You love your lists. You love your drafts. You love you love your tiered lists. I'm gonna give you a top three list. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. The top three Christmas songs. Whew. Top three. Okay. It's gonna be tough, but I can do it. Number three. I'll, I'll go from three three up to one. For three. I'd, I'd say since you have the soundboard, if you want to hit a drum roll with this, Ooh. I support that as well. Ooh. I don't um, know if we have a drum roll, though. I don't know if we have a drum roll. You have but, all um, those other sound bits and you don't have a drum roll? You know, I I do think um, I do think I need to go back a little bit because there are things that I could play that I had not played up to this point. So would you, um, you said elf to you a little overrated, right? Yes. Would you say anything's overrated about this? You have another son. Wonderful. <laughs> Gosh, I, I guess I never really thought of it that this way. This is incredible. I, you know, th it's a little complicated, but it's nothing honey, that we can't handle. What? He thinks he's an elf. I'm sorry, What? He thinks he's a Christmas. You think there's something wrong with that? No. Not the first time, not the second time. Heck, not even the third time. The 37th time? Yes. Yes, at that point, there's something wrong with it. Now you're just like the reindeers that are making fun of Rudolph. Wow. Wow. Rudolph would not stand for that, so neither would I. And you're stalling to try and come up with your top three list, by the no, way. No, I I have I have I have it ready. I I just wanted to make sure I at least played one of these sounders that I have. So 
you did uh, full disclosure. You did make some good sounders this year. So I kind of feel that like I, I may make the last segment, just letting you play whatever sounders you want. Because you did get some good ones. We can do that. Okay. My list. Start with three, go up to one. Number three. I will go a song by a group that is by no means known for Christmas music because their music is pretty much the opposite of Christmas music in terms of their tone and what they primarily sing about. And that would be Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys because I sang it in choir when I was in elementary school and I have loved the song ever since. So that is why Little St. Nick will be my number three. Number two, I will go... It's the most wonderful time of the year, Andy Williams, because I feel like that is the song that has to play to start any big Christmas gathering or movie or show, whatever it might be. When you hear that, you know it's Christmas. So I, that's that's where I go for two. Number one, and I am very aware that I am leaving off a lot of very good songs out of my top three. Oh, it, it's a tough list to put together. But my number one, I would go... The Little Drummer Boy. There are several good versions of it. It's one of the Ooh. most covered songs. I like, personally, the Jackson 5 and even the acapella pentatonics versions the best for me. It Just the fact that it's it's a nice song. You can get some good vocals into it as well, of course, Young Michael on, on the Jackson 5 version. It's It just hits literally all the right notes for me, so Little Drummer Boy would be my number one. Have you had a chance yet to listen to the King and Country cover that came out this year for it? I have not. Give that a go. That's a really good cover of that song. I will add that to my list. Yeah, King and Country, That that's a pretty good cover. Not a bad list. I like that. All right, so for me, my top three. Who? God, I should have been a little more prepped for this. This is a <laughs> tough question. Um... Number three for me, and I'm going to cheat here, is the entire Charlie Brown Christmas album, Vince Guardi Trio. Okay. I think you could play any one of those songs and everybody knows where it's from. Everyone likes it. Everyone enjoys it. True. So it, if we're going to pick one in particular, uh, Linus and Lucy, the one that's like the classic Peanuts song. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're what you mean. Yeah, that, that'd probably be the one that I'd pick out of all of them. Uh, number two, I, I will go a little off script like you did with the uh, Beach Boys. I am actually going to go with Reliant K, the 12 Days of Christmas, their cover of that. From their album, Let It Snow, Let, Let It Snow, Darling, Let It Rain, Dear. There is, there is an elephant in the room that I need to address. Number two is, in fact, just always Christmas. I don't know if we've established that back and forth yet, but number two is just Christmas. Yeah. Well, no, number two is just Christmas. You, you don't understand what I'm referencing at all, do you? I don't. I don't. I'm trying to go along with it. Just explain <laughs> it to me. On on Levitard show, of course. Of Levitard course show, it's Levitard yeah, show. Yeah, saw that one coming. Uh, Jessica Smetana had... A, she ranked the holidays, and this was, I think it was after Easter, and she said Christmas was her number two and that Easter was then her one, but Dan wasn't listening several times and at, and like went to go for number two several times, so it became a running bit for a while that just number two on any list that they did was Christmas, so 
Of of course you'd somehow find a way to get Levitard into the holiday show. Number two is Christmas. Good lord. Well, anyway, Reliant K, 12 Days of Christmas. Give it a listen. It's a pretty entertaining version of that song. And then number one for me, I I, I mean, there's a lot of great ones I left off, like I'll be home for Christmas. I know what your actual, number one is. The the actual Christmas song. For me, it's Holly Jolly Christmas I for know. our lives. I know. It's that there's he's the snowman in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Man, I mean, it's like there's no other answer. It's there's Holly Jolly Christmas and everything else. So, yeah, that, that's where I'm going to go with my top three. So I even threw in a list for you. Aren't, aren't you excited? I am. And I even got to make a, a Lubbertard show joke. So you t- yeah. I mean, you kind of kind of spoon fed that one into the discussion, but I well, appreciate it. Because, because I realized it after I had done my list already. Good Lord. Oh, well, we are starting to run a little bit low on time here. So I do want to cover a couple things real quick. Big one for me is that getting a little bit back to sports before we wrap things up with the end of the show, what we want to do tonight for the show. This is actually a completely crazy Christmas sports weekend. Yeah, like, there is a is. ton of stuff going on. Yeah, it's a uh, lot, lots of stuff, especially I know neither of us were, you know, watching or truly invested in the World Cup, but the, we just had the World Cup end this past weekend and you had that on top of all the different football and all that good stuff. This week, we have all the football you could want between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You got all five of those basketball games on Christmas Day as well. And even day after Christmas, Chargers, Colts on Monday Night Football should be a fun game. You know, coming off of the Colts blowing the biggest lead in NFL history, so there's there's a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend, sports wise. Uh, not, not for nothing, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan who had to experience when the Indianapolis Colts came from behind in that Monday Night Football game against the Bucks the year after the Super Bowl, that kind of derailed their whole season. I I was just sitting there chuckling to myself the whole time watching that meltdown happen. <laughs> I really was. I'm so petty, but I don't care about that. But um, the, the reason I bring up this sports weekend is just a couple, just to give you an idea of how busy it is. Christmas Eve, you have basically all of the NFL playing. Mostly, yeah. Pretty much the whole NFL. Christmas Day, you have the 76ers versus the Knicks, Packers versus Dolphins, Lakers versus Mavericks, Broncos versus Rams, Bucks versus Celtics, and that's all before six o'clock. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and ask you, are you going to try and fit some sports in on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? And if so, where are you going with it? Because you kind of have your pick of the litter. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll depend on exactly where my locale is, um, by which I mean if I have control of the TV or not. Um, if I am at home, I will, especially Christmas day, I don't think I'll be home Christmas Eve with the weather coming in the area is kind of up in the air. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be tuned into some of those, some of those games on, on Saturday for Christmas Eve for football. Uh, none, none of, I mean, Eagles Cowboys has to be the biggest of those games, regardless of whether, uh, Jalen hurts is able to play. I know they're saying he might be, uh, might be out with injury. That's. 
that's certainly the biggest game of the of the NFL slate for Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, there's really not that many good NFL games. I mean, especially with the Packers not being as good as they've been in recent years, maybe it'll just be to see if uh, if the Dolphins can kind of rebound after after a tough loss uh, against the Bills last weekend. So none of those other really, I mean, the Broncos have stunk. The Rams haven't been great either. They've, of course, got Baker Mayfield now, so they're a little, kind of a little re-energized. And, you know, the Cardinals just lost Kyler Murray and they play the Bucks, so that's, that probably won't be an amazing game either. But this this Christmas slate for, for NBA, I mean, like you said, Sixers-Knicks, Lakers-Mavericks, Bucks-Celtics, and then at night, Grizzlies, Warriors, and Suns, Nuggets. I mean, Bucks, Celtics. Depending on who all is on the floor for that game, because you know some guys have uh, have had some injury issues already this year. I mean that that could very well be another Eastern Conference Finals preview, as we saw a year ago with Bucks, Celtics. So that's uh, that's certainly going to be the big one that I'm uh, keeping an eye on. And whenever whenever Joel Embiid is in a a, a game where he has eyes on him. He's always one of my favorite guys to watch in the NBA as well. So that's th- those would be the those would be the NBA games that I certainly keep my eye on too. Man, for anyone out there listening, I I will be posting for myself on my Twitter, and I'll, I'll Lance, I'll send it to you so we can put it on the uh, FOB BVI Twitter. Uh, SB Nation actually put together a full schedule of how you can watch every single sporting event. During the holidays, and I gotta tell you, there there's a few corrections that need to be made. They say at 9 a.m. you can hit the snooze button on Christmas Day. That's that's just factually incorrect. <laughs> They're saying you can watch a Christmas story from 11 a.m. to 12, which is also just wrong. <laughs> um, they're they're waiting for family time until 7 p.m. at night. After after all the Christmas festivities, I'll be ready to take. I'll be ready to go to sleep, especially if I do not get a nap in between. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to post this schedule because one, it is kind of funny because they say at eleven o'clock you forgot to eat food, you dummy. So grab food and fall asleep on the couch, and then for midnight we, Christmas we, Day you we forgot never to, eat again. to eat food. Who do they think we are? That's what we like. This is it's absurd what SB Nation put out, but I'm, we're gonna post it so that way if you really just want to watch sports on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We got you covered here on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. What we we got you sorted out on that one. So, oh my goodness, that's yeah. Um, as for me, when it comes to the the games that are coming up those days, there's a lot of them. But I, I'm I spend so much of the time with the family and stuff. It's usually just on in the background. So just I, I guess whatever ends up being on the the local channels for Cleveland for those days. I'm I'm sure Saturday it's going to be the saints versus the Browns. I'm going to have to subject myself to that game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm it's, it's interesting. There, there's a lot of sports, but I'm going to kind of echo what you said, not too many amazing games out there. There's some good ones, but some that are kind of hit and miss. So yeah, I guess we'll have to see, but with that, we are getting ready to wind down here for the, Holiday Spectacular edition of the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. So, Lance, I know you have a much better grasp on this list than I do, but we've been playing like read live reads and stuff like that throughout most of the show. 
by all means, please, floor is yours for a minute. Let's give some thanks to the people who actually took the time, recorded some liners for us for the holiday show. Yeah, absolutely. Want to send a special thanks to everybody who sent in a holiday greeting for us to play here today. Uh, football coaches, Stefan Adams from Finley, Josh McGrain from Arlington, Judd Lutz from Columbia, and Scott Garlock from Liberty Benton. On the volleyball side, we, of course, have Louis Romback from Calvert. Boys basketball, Tom Loomis from Faustoria, Joey and Trina Hagemeyer from North Baltimore, Ty Traxler from Elmwood, Nick Latta from Macomb, Roger Drury from Hopewell Loudon, Jamie Young from Cary, Jason Vermillion from Arlington, Travis Kinn from Columbian, along with Mark Bunn from Van Buren. On the girls' basketball side, we have Nate Irwin from Liberty Benton, Jeremy Hurt from Macomb, and Cody Pelton from North Baltimore, and also got a baseball coach in there, Aaron Chaney from Arlington, also the Arlington AD. So big thanks to all of those people for sending us a holiday greeting for our show for this year. And real quick, just a reminder this week, we do still have some sports going on uh, weather pending, of course, for a majority of these, but make sure you tune in tomorrow night for high school girls basketball on WFOB starting at seven o'clock. Tom grind and myself will be bringing you new Regal versus Lakota at Lakota. That should be a pretty good one. And then on Friday, the 23rd, Weather pending on that one. We bring you Bellevue at Columbian. So we'll be going to Dan Hartzell's old stomping grounds for that particular matchup. It'll be myself on the call. And once again, weather pending as we do have some pretty, uh, how do I say this nicely? Pretty gross weather coming through over the next couple of days. So just for everyone out there, make sure that you're driving safe, that you got your stuff done that anything that you need to actually get done still make sure that it's already done. You're taken care of. So that way, if it does get bad, you can just kind of hunker down and just enjoy the weekend on that one. So Lance, I, I know, I know you and I talked off air and we had agreed on the Grinch, but I don't think we have the time for the Grinch. I do think, however, we have the time for a shorter one with towards the night before Christmas. So we're going to go ahead and read that. Do you want to join me in that? Or do you want me to just take the lead on this one? I'll, I'll go ahead and let you wrap this up in your own way. I'll let you go ahead and take it. See, that's just so nice of you. I try. So, so such a, such a friendly fellow. So for everyone listening, I'll take a moment here before we close out with this. would like to thank you all for tuning in, making us a part of your Wednesday night. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, a very happy holidays, a great 2023. And everything that you hope for out of the year, I hope it happens for you. And I hope that we can come back next holiday season once again. Everyone get together again and have another great time. So with that being said, to close out the show, Twas the Night Before Christmas by Clement Moore. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a lawn winner's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear? But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick.
more rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves like before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. A stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke had encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying a finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. From all of us here at Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM WFOB, from a partner in crime, Lance Morris, and everyone at Tri-County Broadcasting Studios, I'm Matt Cotman. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and have a good night, everybody.